he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only podcast about the sometimes dazzling, sometimes tragic world of event entertainment and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta, and I am here with my cohort in crime, my Bolottafile, she, her, Alex Apostolidis. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I am so happy to be here today. Um, I'm always happy to be here, obviously, and I love all our guests. I'm super excited for uh, our listeners to hear the interview we recorded earlier with the incredible Cindy Smart. That woman is such a dynamo. She is just an encyclopedia of information, knowledge, warmth. I'm just... I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of all goose pimply over her. Yeah, I really admire her too. I think uh, like uh, like we have, she's really taken the bull by the horns and pivoted her company uh, in the right way, finding mm-hmm. the right solutions for their engagement, which is something that we wanted to talk about today to begin with. And so it's a really good segue into our conversation with Cindy, which we will get to because she had some really great things to say about it. And, and some of the things that she's doing yeah. uh, are really, you know, really, again, they're meaningful and intentional and go, they, what she does goes beyond uh, what most people in in the industry do she absolutely i love the word intentional it's become my new word Uh, i'm trying to focus on that word a bit more i've always uh, from a personal point of view always admired people who live their lives with great intention some call it having a lot to do but it just (laughs) there's there are people who seem very focused in their in their lives you know yeah so um engagement Right. It's yeah, we're all uh, we're all getting this feeling of total burnout from being on the computer. I think those of us who are a bit older uh, than, uh, you know, the millennials, for example, are not as they're not having as hard a time as those of us who are older staying on this machine all day, focused on it all day. um, It drains, you know, even right? Even with the communication and the interaction. Yeah. And and ironically, there's a physical drain. It's not just a mental and an emotional drain. There's an, I am more physically tired at the end of the day than I am if I'm outside doing stuff. And, I, and granted, you're out and you're, you're getting your energy, but it's draining. It's hard. I think it's making it that much more important to get out and you know, now the weather is cooling. And so it's a bit harder for me to go out for an evening walk, mm-hmm. for example. But when COVID hit and we couldn't use gyms, I would 
go for a walk in the morning and a walk at night. You know, that was what I was doing. And I'm missing that. Now the weather is a little bit cooler and I don't feel like I want to go out there. And darker, darker later in the morning right. and darker early at night. And Right. Right. So it's, uh, it's hard. So uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is the engagement that we're providing our attendees in this time and during this time. And one of the things that I'm noticing is this burnout that people are feeling. And, you know, um, I think what we thought was going to be three months turned into much longer period of time. And we're going to be faced with this uh, need to present our content virtually well into next yeah, year, for sure. Absolutely. So that means we're going to be working with people who've already done it once and now need to do it better somehow or different. And so the need for more engagement tools, functionality is only going to increase in this world. And the desire from an emotional point of view is only going to increase. It's only going to become that much more important to get people to engage yes. in whatever it is you're giving them online. To get engaged, excited. So tell me, just to, before we get caught up in that quickly, I'd like to know what Ileana, um, how she is dealing with this, the online thing as a high school student. You know, interestingly enough, she has adapted very well, but I think part of that is because we took her out of, per her request, we took her out of the traditional high school. And so instead of now being stuck on a computer six hours, five or six hours a day, she's on the computer all day long, but she has one class a day and every day is a different subject. So then she does all of her work, which is online on the computer, but she can walk away from it. So now that she's driving, um, you know, she has her learner's permit. I know it's, I can't even say it without choking up. So we won't go there, but she, uh, she's able to get out. So she actually has, has it pretty good in that respect that she can go, I need a break. And she, I came home the other day and she goes, I, I didn't do anything today, mom. I'll make up tomorrow. It's fine. I'm like, okay. As long as you know what you need to do. She goes, I had, I needed a day away from it. I said, trust me, I get it. I understand. Yeah. You know? So I think their adaptability is better than ours. You know, um, it's hard not being able to be out there playing soccer and doing all those things because she's a very active kid. But so far, knock on something she's she's doing okay she's a wise one that young one of yours she is she's one of the few wise ones um at that age so good I, I i thought she might have an easier time dealing with the fatigue than we are uh, and on my i suspect that uh young people are going to have to in one way or another become accustomed to this way of life yeah. because it's a short road um i hate to say it but it is um, and in the, the immediate need, the holiday, the oh. holidays are upon us, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I know, right? And so uh, the immediate need to create things online, to create experiences online that are engaging, um, far outreach, you know, um, many, many things, at least in our world. Yeah. Um, and it's gone beyond already the dynamic 
MC, which absolutely is a necessity. And I recommend to anyone who is hosting uh, it, an online event uh, that has any kind of content whatsoever that it be hosted by a nimble MC, but it doesn't end there. Right. Uh, right. It's uh, you still have to have the MC throw to mm -hmm. something and, <laughs> and, uh, and that something should um, include a, a sense of surprise perhaps or uh, whether it's a story or an activity or a learning moment um, or an interaction with a celebrity like like we talked about with Cindy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's any of those things, um, that is a necessity. Now, we just did uh, not so long ago the Home Start yes. event, the Hollow Wine event. And um, I... I have to say what we did so well is the engagement piece. We had our friend Philip, who did a remarkable job. Uh, we had him on the show. He did a remarkable job. He's so wonderful. Uh, emceeing, he really is. Uh, he was a great emcee. We did lose connection twice. I think we had a couple of issues during the two-hour period, but we picked right back up. The engagement, the, the trivia engagement that we sell with Philip um, was ideal. We did it in three rounds over a two hour period. And after each round, he uh, told us, showed us all where the leaderboard sat and who was on top. And so that when we got to the next round, we knew you know, who was leading. Uh, and there was a scavenger hunt that we wrote up that How fun. Um, really it was really fun and and the items that we determined should be part of this take a picture with a, um, a warm blanket a snuggly <laughs> pair of socks a photo of your family you know inside the inside of your pantry um, those things um, that denote a loving warm comfortable mm -hmm. safe home which is what we want for every child in San Diego, as you know. That's just beautiful. So it, so it had meaning. So people were engaged and said they hadn't been to anything like that. We went to, D'Angelo and I watched, albeit by way of YouTube, which was a secondary connection to this other nonprofit event we went to not so long ago. And their, the programming was so lackluster. They met their, their fundraising goals because they, they had set that all up in advance, but they gave their audience nothing. Mm. And it was a bit embarrassing that they didn't think they needed to. And by nothing, I, I mean, there were speeches and there was a video honoring someone. They put them into breakouts for a while and asked them to have some discussions, but they gave them really nothing else that was tangible, except maybe a small box of trinkets. And um, I think that worked because this was 2020. 2021, if we are still in the same boat, will not work it as well. Work. Okay. And and so the, the need for more and more engagement, more functionality, 
uh, and more engagement is just going to it's just going to exponentially increase as we move into 2021. So it's great that we talked with Cindy and all the things that she has to offer uh, and all the things that we're building, mm-hmm. including our Santa program, which will enable uh, families as well as companies to buy pre-purchase time with a real Santa an unbelievably good Santa with a little magic up his sleeves to um, uh, either entertain mm-hmm. or to have personal engagements. And, uh, and if you're not of the Christmas variety, then we'll have a, hopefully a princess and maybe one other uh, delightful character to engage with. Uh, because the family, I, we see this big need. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's no secret to anybody who knows me and probably even those who don't, who've ever even passed by me. My favorite time of the year is the, are, are the holidays from Thanksgiving morning, actually starts right around Halloween, but especially the tradition that I do every year at Thanksgiving, which now is going to be a drive-by bloodies and bagels instead of going over to their house. But and then moving into the holidays. And I watch every Santa movie I can because Santa is hope. Santa is love. He's tradition. He's innocence. He's everything. And whether I'm lighting our menorah or sitting underneath my Christmas tree, all of those things and that people desperately need. We can't have a normal Christmas. We can't have a normal Hanukkah or New Year's or Thanksgiving this year. So to interject that hope and that sense of tradition, it's still here, it's still alive, and we're going to give it to you. So important. I think so too. It's uh, I, I can't even imagine, feel like to be a parent going into this holiday season, uh, knowing that you're going to have limited options and you've had a child who's been cooped up for most of the year and you just want to lavish them with a little bit of love and, you know, good bill and fun presents and, you know, just show them at the end of the road that there's a light and uh, Christmas is a great way to do it. So hopefully we, um, we, Santa will, will do his job and the kids will come and we will be able to add more time and more opportunity because ultimately that's our goal is to be able to fulfill the need for a trip to Santa and some 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 joy this season. And how exciting for the kids to to, to uh, get a glimpse into his little lair at the North Pole, right? You don't usually get to do that. No, usually he comes to you. You don't mm-hmm. go to him. You know, so very point well made. Thank you. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> It better look good up there, too. <laughs> it better be clean. <laughs> Let me know. Clean. I'll come up with my scrub brush. <laughs> no, we don't need to rely on no Mrs. Claus to clean your house. You can clean your own That's house right. in 2020. Leave, let the elves have a break. They work hard enough, darn it. Exactly. They should be making presents, not cleaning your house. <laughs> That's right. Making me something sparkly. Exactly. Uh, let's get on to our interview. Without any further ado, our interview with Cindy Smart of Smart Entertainment. Well, our guest today is somebody I'm very 
excited. I know you are Anthony as well to speak with. She's an amazing woman. She's founder of Smart Entertainment. She is nationally and internationally recognized as one of the top producers of corporate events, both live and virtual. She produces corporate entertainment for numerous companies. She's worked with PGA of America, Allergen, Oracle, Lucent Technologies, American Airlines. I mean, the list is endless. She's she's quite accomplished. She's produced more than 500 shows with people Couples. that I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so jealous of some of these people she's gotten to work with, Andre Bocelli, in, in Rome, right? Keith Urban in Sydney, Bon Jovi, uh, heartthrob, Carrie Underwood, uh, Journey, Foreigner, Goo Goo, Doll, Goo Goo Dolls. I mean, just amazing. She's worked with um, celebrity chefs on Top Chef. She's, she's worked with dancers from Dancing with the Stars, So You Think You Can Dance, all from her amazing company, the founder of Smart Entertainment. Please welcome our guest, Cindy Smart. Hello, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my gosh, it's so great to have you with us. So thank you awesome. for joining us. How are you holding up these days? Uh, I am I am well, thank you for asking. It's uh, it's a little different, but you know what? Uh, you just gotta, I figured it out in April and I said, I just cannot sit here on the sofa and watch any more Netflix. I've got to do something. <laughs> so I'm like, let's, let's do this. Let's just dig in and go. So, uh, it's, uh, it's really paid off. You know, at first you kind of sit around like you're, you're dazed and confused. And then all of a sudden you go, we got to do something about this. This is what's happening. And let's just deal with the situation in front of us. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you did that in April, huh? I have to applaud you for that. That was mm -hmm. pretty quick. I, I don't think I started coming aboard until maybe May. Yeah, I think maybe, it was about you know, May. I started to Right. Yeah. Started to think like, okay, we really can't keep sitting around <laughs> forever, you know, waiting for something to happen or for this to pass. It's been a, it's been a remarkable change of pace. Has it not? Oh, it, it really has everything. Everything is new again. It's like, it's a new company. It's new acts. It's a new way to present them. It's a new way to produce them. Um, new pricing. I mean, just updating pricing for every celebrity in the world. I mean, that's no small task. Mm -mm. just keeping up with that. Not at all. What was your biggest challenge at first? Um, figuring out like, how do I, you know, how do I do this right? And just getting on the phone with agents and managers and acts and everyone to say, what are you doing? How do you do this? Tell me about Zoom. You know, how does, you know, would you prefer that over, you know, Cisco WebEx? What about comedy? How does comedy work with no audience interaction? You know, we figured that out. How about bands? It is it solo acoustic. Where are they? Um, just kind of just to get a grasp on what I used to do. I, I used to brag. I could put like the concert venue in a ballroom. Mm -hmm. I can put it in someone's backyard. That's what we do with corporate right. and, and charity. Right. And so now I've got to figure out how to put it on a screen and keep people engaged. So that was just kind of wrapping my head around it. And I, only wanted to do it if I did it right. So I wanted all the knowledge I could get so I could, you know, come to clients and say, this is what I can do and how I can do it and how we can price it and, mm -hmm. and all of that. So tell me what that means to you doing it right. When you're uh, talking to a client and they want to do something, but they're not quite sure what, what, what would be your recommendation? What are you, what are you getting them to touch on, you know? 
Well, you know, they can, they can choose the type of entertainment they want. And so if they said, well, we want comedy, how would that work? Then it was my job to figure out, do we bring on multiple comedians to play off each other? Which I do like, you know, because you hear the laughter mm-hmm. and they go back and forth. Yeah bringing in an executive that, of course, will train in advance to make him or her look as, look like a superstar and interview. I remember I used to, I was in the set of The Tonight Show quite a bit with Jay Leno because I've hired him and been in his presence, you know, 10 or 20 times, right? The Love best. Him. Yes. And, you know, they, when someone comes on his show, like I would see my friend Kevin Nealon on and Jay would ask him a question and then Kevin was hysterical. I'm thinking, wait a minute, that was your act from like, oh, you know, a week ago when I had you in San Diego. And so we can do the same with the executives and say, you know, ask them this question and they've got 10 minutes and they're engaged and active. Um, when I work with celebrity chefs, which, you know, you guys, you know, thank goodness, you, everyone can get the celebrity chefs, mm-hmm. you know, through Balada. And um, I appreciate you putting them out there. You know, how does this work? Where is the demo in their home? Is it in the studio kitchen? Do they have the right cameras? And now we're shipping food kits to the clients. Mm-hmm. Like we're sending steak and lobster to clients and then having the demo and they're making mm-hmm. it with their kids at home. So it's opened up a lot of new doors. There, there are some good things that are happening with it. You know, you look at that and, but being able to share the celebrity talent with their families, I find quite exciting. Um, we produced uh, John from Goo Goo Dolls Acoustic. Mm-hmm. And I got a, a picture of a little girl sitting at her dad's computer because she's a big fan, like a 10 year old. <sighs> That's amazing. So she got to come to the show. See, you yeah. couldn't do that live. no. And I, I find that there are some definitely some good things out there. I think the intimacy is one of the things you're touching on that I find to be true in this new normal, I hate to call it that, but where mm-hmm. uh, the, the opportunity to get more intimate is now upon us and taking advantage of that. And exactly what you just described, the child on the lap, watching a, a solo intimate performance by a rock musician feeling like you're part of his environment because he's coming to you from probably a studio or a room in his home or you know some kind of environment like that there's there is a lot of value in that right i mean i think oh, it's so yeah, abs- amazing yeah i was yeah, just gonna cap- say how you're bridging the gap um between celebrity and layperson so to speak so mm-hmm. it elevates everybody because everybody's more of the same, if that makes yeah, everybody, sense. Yeah, they're all on the same mm-hmm. footing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think you say it in your website, so true, everyone has a front row seat. Everyone mm-hmm. has a front row seat. And that's something that you're capitalizing on with these intimate performances. You could never put him on a stage in front of, well, you could, in front of a small audience, but of a, in front of a thousand people and have him do the same kind of intimate thing. It wouldn't translate the same way right it's the the feel is yeah the feel is just not there right and that's what you're that's what you're looking to to, to capture right is to sort of get at people's hearts a bit more uh i imagine yeah yeah, right and this went out to four thousand people internationally it aired three different times because of the time zones there you go four thousand people got to see him and again the families got to see it and oh by the way one third of the cost they can right. afford it i tell people maybe you were going to have foreigner in orlando in november 
now you can have the black eyed peas for the same price virtually and your family gets to come. Yeah, that's it's incredible. the same money. So you can there. So when you look at like there are really advantages. So let's just focus on that and run with it. Good for you. Good for you. What who's doing it best? Tell me who's doing in your in your opinion, from what you've seen so far on the talent side, who you feel is doing it really well. Um, I've I've seen some some great video, uh, you know, John Legend on piano from his living room, Cheryl Crow from the studio in her home. Nice. Um, even Brad Paisley had the band together on a, it was an hour and a half concert, an outdoor stage, socially distanced, nurses on site, you know, and they had the full on band concert, which is rare. So that's good. I've got comedian friends that are working more than they ever have they're doing comedy and cocktails i know you guys are are big on some of the comedy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're doing that with uh cocktails well now i have mixologists and sommeliers we can ship them the cocktails they can mix it themselves you can have a mixology lesson we can ship them wine we can do a wine tasting um it could be a nice ending to a meeting Mm -hmm. um or the beginning of a fun show that night Mm -hmm. and uh, again you know they're they're not in the hotel to go to the bar and and have you know the open bar situation so we send the bar to them Mm -hmm. and just so many different levels of what we can do but how do we make it fun and make them feel appreciated and engage them when they're at their house yeah i wanted to ask you how how important you felt the tangible add-on is in this environment, you know, including the box or the wine or the gift or whatever it is that goes along with the virtual performance or show or meeting, whatever it is, how important do you think that is? I I think it's incredibly important because they're reaching out. They've taken the extra step. My company cares. You know, we miss the meeting. We we miss, you know, going on sales calls. We miss the conventions. But they sent me this box to my house and I opened it and the logo was there and I pulled this out and I've got a cocktail shaker with the logo or maybe there's a corporate sponsor, which is a nice way to, you know, to pay for that. And it, it came to them or when uh, there was a, a family, her and her two little girls opened up the box that Fabio from Top Chef sent with the lobster in it for lobster ravioli. And they pulled out every ingredient. Wow, look at this. And they were so excited. Then they had the private cooking lesson. It's huge. It, I mean, if you can afford it. For those that only have a couple thousand, as you know, I think you're really good at that, bringing in some quality entertainment. But if they've got more then why not have a nice lobster ravioli? Why not have a beautiful wine tasting, especially for your incentive people? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see them. Well, we we couldn't go to one group that did Fabio. We couldn't go to Italy. So we're bringing Italy to you. And they did it. I think it's a very nice touch, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things that I thought about is the opportunity to bring engagement from other regions of the world to to people because now you're not confined by time and space like you were and what a wonderful opportunity also to open the world up to the children so you're making that person feel very special because now it's more personal because it's their family it's no longer just them attending a meeting it's the family it's a family experience there's more love there's more connection there's more fun Mm -hmm. and you're opening up culture and excitement and music Mm -hmm. and all of these things you're opening it up 
giving these kids an experience that they probably otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, and I think showing an appreciation for the family is a, the right thing to do about now. So, oh, yeah. you, you know, any of your clients that are doing that um, uh, intentionally uh, are on the right track, I think. It's it's the right move, you know. Uh, you know, we try to be corporate clean anyway, mm -hmm. right? We, we, we normally deal in entertainment that's family friendly, but it just never, to your point, makes it down to the family. You know, it always just stops at the person to whom we're, you know, who's at the top of the, the, the household. So uh, it's a nice thing to share. And then the, the tangible is a, a, an extra way to make it more personal, right? To make you feel more, more appreciated. We just did uh, an event for Homestart, which is a local uh, social services nonprofit agency here in San Diego. And I've been sitting on the board for years and we just did a wine tasting and had several uh, restaurants in town do tastings and everybody got a box and it was so much fun. Oh my gosh, I love it, that. It yeah. was, and I, I'm not the kind, I'm not the guy who likes to be on Zoom all day, you know, but we had a yeah. great time and the box was full of great goodies and it was engaging. We played trivia, we played scavenger hunt, you know, we had a good time. It was loads of fun and that kind of engagement and the kind of tangible extra is so important. Don't you think, aren't we getting a little burnt out already on this yes. Zoom thing? What are your clients saying to you when, when you speak with them, Cindy? What, what are they needing? What are they saying they're, you know, I'm assuming you're dealing with people who feel they are in a, in a, a, a grassy field. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. not knowing where to go, <laughs> filled with trees, <laughs> waiting yeah. for an answer to come down upon them. What are you yeah, saying I, to them? I, you know, when I go to them, I just feel like they, they don't know what to do. I mean, they're learning, but especially a few months ago, I really felt it was our job, you know, to come to them and say, this is what we can do. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about when you have your general session, you're still going to do meetings what are you doing to engage them, to make it fun, exciting, to keep them awake? And that's when we talk about, you know, we can bring in a chef to do even like a three to five minute demo on something fun and then, you know, post the recipe and, you know, on the website. Because if you're watching Good Morning America, I mean, I always enjoy the cooking segments. You don't have to be there with a box of lobster or whatever. No. You can just enjoy mm -hmm. it so they can have fun with that. You can bring in Dancing with the Stars and say, okay, get up. We're going to salsa. You've been sitting there forever, you know, get up and let's, you know, let's salsa call the kids or, you know, what they can do. And then the same with comedy, have a little comedy inter interjection or have a nice 30 minute show at the end and giving them ideas, feeding them the ideas, uh, bringing in a host that is a comedian or a professional will keep the flow. I love comedians as host love. And because they can, they can, they're on it. They can do the, the quick wit. They can make everyone look great. They can find humor in what just happened. They can talk about, um, you know, who drove the golf cart in the lake that weekend, you know, when <laughs> right. they came in early, because these things happen right. and they can bring fun and levity and it keeps people engaged. And I think it's up to us to say, what are you doing? What are you doing for the holidays? Everyone's stuck at home. Why wouldn't we do a Christmas show? Why wouldn't we do something 
for the family. Um, employer appreciation. I mean, they don't know, and they don't. They probably never thought that they could do comedy and cocktails until you tell them. And I know that's one of the things you're doing. They probably never thought mm-hmm. that, and right. we're having regions do it. So my comedians are being hired twelve times. Wow! Because every region is going to have the Great. comedy and cocktail hour, Great. and then sponsorships you know if they're if they're not spending the money it's the perfect way to get people who are trying to sponsor because there's a lot of networking groups they're the ones that can sponsor it or they're the ones that can send you know the snacks i've got a um a great chef i love uh, angelo sosa mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. san diego he's got a new restaurant in temecula by the way so please check it out okay. love he, yeah, oh he's great he's, he's one of wonderful. my favorites and a dear dear friend and he's like well cindy i make this great salsa so he could demo the salsa, but you could all also get the jars of salsa. He could send salsa and chips along with margar, you know, with the margarita right. max. Right. So there's there's ways to do it, and and people don't know that for a fraction of the price, you can get a big celebrity to do a concert. Yes. For you that you could never afford before. Speaking of Jay mm-hmm. Leno, who doesn't sing, but <laughs> yes, we did have the opportunity to work with him once already in this in the COVID uh, calamity that we're in uh, virtually and he was incredible as you would well imagine <sighs> he's awesome. the right guy Cindy he's the right guy he's the guy who I love can, that you can stand right next to you and feel like you you know you're part of the conversation and he did exactly what you're talking about he engaged uh, the the um, wide audience uh, but we gave purview to him to a few people who he then engaged with in front of a wider audience. And it was it was magical. Um, they're still talking about it. And I hope to get to do it again and again and again. And if you ever have the opportunity, I'm sure you'll grab it because. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah. You, know, you need somebody who's got the personality when you're talking, for me at least, when you're talking yes. about celebrity. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the performance now it's about the ability to really engage personally and to come across like a real person and the willingness to do that the the real willingness to let them in if you will and some people like Jay Leno do that like you know in his sleep he's so good at it and some don't and can't and so Uh, I wonder if you think about that when you're selecting artists and, 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 you know, how you, how you steer clients sometimes, Oh yeah, you know, away or to the right personality. Right. Right. Yeah. We have to, I mean, it's always with recommendations. I was meeting with some, some new clients Uh, yesterday. I had a big zoom call and they said, are you the kind of person that will really tell us if they're hard to, to deal with or they're not that great? I said, are you kidding me? It's my job to protect you. I, I mean, I would never, never let you hire an artist, a comedian that was filthy. There are filthy comedians out there that, you know, we won't we won't touch. And I mean, I had a big fat conversation in the days of, you know, George Carlin when he was around and and very hot about how dirty the show was going to be. And I told I literally said, you're going to sign a a document that I send you saying I have warned you. He won't clean up his act. Here's the language. Here's the content. They didn't hire him. I didn't get the gig. But you know what? I was not going to put my reputation and my my buyer. They would have lost their job. 
I'm like, no, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not, I don't care if I lose a show or two. And then another group, I knew they used the F word on stage and they were looking at a different buyer. I met them after they'd already talked to someone. And I said, well, did they tell you they use the F word? I understand there's children there. And they said, they didn't tell us. I said, well, that's pretty important. And the person selling you the show needs to let you know that kid friendly is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So little things like that happen, but yeah, it's, it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to tell them. And, and I will, if there's, and I had an artist and I like the guy so much, but he could not stop doing his club act. And I'm like, dude, you've been on TV for years. You can't do this here. And he, he didn't get it. And he held it together for my show, but I could never hire him again. And I've almost never said that because I thought it didn't click. And we've had so many conversations. You swore you knew you knew it, but it didn't click. And I thought you are way too dangerous. And I yeah. like the guy as a person, but if you don't get corporate, I will work with you one time. And usually I'll know before and I'll write, you know, like Howie Mandel back in the day, no F word, no this, no that, keep it clean because I knew what he was about to do. I've seen him right. in concert live outside of the corporate. So we lay down as many safety nets as we can to always protect the client. Love it. It's so yeah. Don't you think, Alex? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 vital. I mean, it's just absolutely vital. And you do the best you can to eliminate any surprises so that you can prepare for mm -hmm. the occasional surprise when it happens. You know, and I think also uh, the one thing that I, I think I think about a lot is when in a live setting, you know, you could be dealing with a production team that is not so great, you know, an artist team that is not so great, not so nice, not so warm. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, you can get through it and then the show comes on, the artist comes on and, and they blow the audience away. In this setting, it's almost um, impossible to deny there's that kind of issue in the background with any artist and I think because it's such a personal thing, the ease of working with someone in the backstage is almost more important than it was when we were doing live concerts now, because the asks are different and the expectations are and the different. Learning curve. Learning curve. Right, we're doing this um, all together. Right. And then what about technology, right? I mean, we're all relying on technology, the internet. Uh, we're relying on the flow of electricity. Uh, what, are you, <laughs> exactly. right? what are you doing uh, to uh, ensure yourself and your clients, if anything, uh, now that we're in this world where we have even less control? That's just it. I feel so out of control because when we're on site, we can identify a problem. We can fix the problem. We can talk to people. We can run around. I've run back to, I've run through more hotel <laughs> lobbies and, and kitchens. catering rooms. <laughs> oh yeah. Kitchens, you know, to get from point to fix something. <laughs> we, we can't do that. So um, just, uh, yeah, the, the lack of control is, is interesting. And, um, you know, what scares me is, you know, what if there's a broadband issue? What if there's a blackout? When this first started, my friends in Phoenix, Scottsdale were saying, oh yeah, like, you know, we, we lost, we lost internet for a good two hours because the, the demand. And, um, so I really lead people to pre-tape because it's a safety net for everyone. 
And um, if they're doing it live, I insist they tape it. And because if something were to go wrong, we'll have the full performance that at least we have to give them. They are not losing the show. The band's not going to get together again for those. I have a situation when they're flying the band in and doing a show. They're not going to fly them in again. It's not their they didn't, you know, make that the the internet go down or the Zoom crashed or whatever. So I'm trying to put up safety nets, but pre-taping to me, it's 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 almost a no-brainer. But um, I've also seen some really great engaging shows with the chefs and live chats, and like we'll do the chef and there'll be a live chat. And of course, the chef can't be you know reading their phone or their computer, but we'll have an MC, which is usually an executive, which is totally appropriate. Yeah. And they'll read the chats and ask questions. And so there are times interaction is there. I did have one person do a pre-tape and do a live chat via text. Okay. So as they were showing the show, people were, you know, chatting and then they could they could interject. And of course, the magicians and illusionists and mentalists are great on Zoom. I'm sure you're having good success with them. It's just incredible shows. But if it doesn't have to be interactive, it can look, you know, like they're there. I mean, no one knows. No one knew John from Goo Goo Dolls wasn't live because he talked to them. I make sure that he knows their name. He does the shout out, all of that. They don't know he's not live and I want them to be safe. I don't want there to be a technical glitch. One of the things I was about to ask you is how you personalize those those pre-recordings, uh, because um, a, in, in to my thinking, you're protecting really both the client and the artist mm-hmm. when you ask for it, right? Uh, because now the artist mm-hmm. doesn't have to worry that this recording is going to go out and become public uh, property. You know, it's very it's very specific to this audience. So is that yes. how you're selling it? Is that is that how you bring them aboard? We for I'm asking these because I'm I'm not a proponent of pre-recording because uh, of the of the copyright and the chance for and the mm-hmm. and the risk that people will reuse those in perpetuity. You know, like let's just throw in that that recording of uh, you know when John from the Goo Goo Dolls said hello to us you know last time to make everybody feel good and it's a year later you know. Um, does that uh, concern you at all? And if so, what do you do about it? It uh, it hasn't come up, but when we when we do this, it's very specific. So in the contract, you'll say we're doing it live. You must videotape it, and it will be played. So if something happens, and you, they don't get the the show or the entire show, it will be replayed only to the audience again. You know, only it's right. the same contract at a different time, right. and they know that they can't use it again. So right. the language is: this is for internal use only. This is not to be put out there. Even if they want to do a clip, you know, hi, I'm, you know, thank you for inviting me, Talon. I'm John from Goo Goo Dolls. Then that has to be approved by management. So, and like you said, it is personalized. So I haven't had any problem and, you know, I sign the artist contract and I tell the clients, this is just for a one-time thing. You can't, you can't use it. So, and it's only in a couple of people's hands at, at that level. It's in the, it's at the corporate office and the production team. And I don't, there's no reason for them to start putting things out there because they'll lose their jobs. Right. And it's a- yeah. The production <laughs> people would be fired and the corporate's not going to do it. There's, there's nothing to gain. So I haven't yet. Some of, some of this COVID's a little fingers crossed. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. We don't know, right. but we have to trust one another to do the right thing. 
we did the same thing and, and handled mm -hmm. it in the exact same way and expect the oh, same good. thing from our clients. So it's good to hear you say that you're doing it the same way because to some degree you you have to accommodate the time zones and, and the variances and you have to uh, um, appeal and appease the client, but you also have to protect the artist and, and the business, you know, and, yes. and, mm -hmm. and your, and your, uh, you know, your ability to sell, sell, sell and, and do it again. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly concerned about giving too much away in this environment to unscrupulous yes. people. I think, you know, there are people who are, do the right thing when you're working with a big client, when you're working with a, an international or national client, some, a big player, they do the right thing. Uh, it's the smaller players that I tend to worry about. Well, you know, you don't always. You need people who are cognizant of their own reputation and, and care about it. And you know, those are the people that are gonna do the right thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's very true, and it's uh, it's so important. It is the Wild West a bit out there. I love that it is the Wild West. Yeah. That's awesome. You've had 20 years of producing live events. Now you're doing the virtual events. Um, what other things are you finding um, are positive attributes of this new world? Like in your business and in and in in you personally, what are the positive things that have come from this change? You know, it has really forced me to do things differently, and to do sales differently, and to focus more. And because we're not traveling, so you know, if we produce a show, we're out for three days, mm -hmm. and now I'm like, oh, they pre-recorded. I watched it for thirty minutes. Okay, chit, we're we're gone. So it's really pushed me to meet new people and and do things differently and that's that's been pretty exciting i've met some great new people and giving them ideas and i think what it does for for you know your company as well as mine i think it shows them that when times were tough we were the ones they could count on we were there we didn't go anywhere we came to them with new exciting creative ideas we taught them how they sit there in the wilderness, like you said, in a field, like, what do we do? We can help you. And, and we can tell you why this is a good idea. And we can tell you why you can now afford Matthew McConaughey to come and do mm -hmm. the introduction to your sales meeting, where usually the man is on a movie set and there, you know, there's, there's no response. Can Matthew McConaughey come? To, we'll be in Austin. I'm like, well, that's great. He'll be on a movie set in Egypt, you know, or right. wherever it is. Right. So, um, but I think we're the life. We're the lifeboat. And when everything clears, which it will, and when things come back, we're the ones that were there. We never left them. We saved them. We made them look good. We brought happiness and joy into their meetings and their lives and into this, this crisis time. We were the ones that were there. I think, Anthony, you and I will be very well positioned, our companies, because we'll be the ones that were there. We didn't sit back to wait till they came to San Diego for a show. We were saying, what can we do for you? How can we help you? I'm selling $2,500 shows to people. I usually do 20, 30 and $50,000 shows like six times a year. Right. $2,500 right. compared to a couple hundred thousand. Right. That's what I'm doing. And I'm happy to do it. That's and awesome. it'll come back and it's fine. But mm -hmm. until it does, I am excited every time I go to contract. 
So, you know, when your contracts are less than your profit normally is and you get one show instead of eight, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful they called. Right. I'm grateful that they said, we've never done a chef. Let's do a chef. This will be fun. Well, you know, that comes so, through too, Cindy, which is so wonderful that people understand how genuine you are and that it isn't, the bottom line isn't the profit. The bottom line is, how do I help you? How do I help you with your event that you're right that's going to resonate for the long haul yeah it's it's uh it's it's presenting ideas that have meaning uh that will be meaningful to their attendees to their constituents uh to their audience and that's what separates you from so many other people in this field is um your connection to the the human condition and the the mindfulness that you use when you're building a program or working with a client to ensure that what you're delivering to them is meaningful and will leave an impression in and as you say on your website is memorable because that is different from just providing entertainment that's very different it takes a lot more thought and insight and time to plan and and execute you know time to execute so uh we are big fans of you absolutely <laughs> you you guys i mean you you've made me feel so good you're, you're such a blessing to me and, and that's i want to be a blessing to everyone that i can and you guys have really blessed me today and lifted me up and said such kind things and i appreciate it so much well, it's all from the heart, <laughs> and I can tell. Absolutely. I can tell. Yeah, and uh, it's all. We don't get to talk very often, you and I. Uh, so before we let you go, though, I we like to play a little game with <laughs> with people that we have on the show. I was warned there'd be a game. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, cares? No, there has to be a game, and the game is this or that. And so it's a little game that uh, I'll ask you uh, about uh, whether you like this or you like that. And okay. you will just tell us which one you like. And uh, Alex and I have predetermined which ones we think you're going to pick. So it'll be fun for us. To I'm right. I'm just going to go okay. on. I'm going to just right. say that now. I'm right. Okay. Alex yeah, has declared okay. herself the winner. <laughs> she has. I'll try not to let you down. Thank you, my darling. Great. Okay, here we go. Okay, so music, blues or country? Country. Oh. I'm sitting in Tennessee. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I got that one. You did. I'm right. Okay, number two, vacation spot, Hawaii or Aspen? Hawaii. <gasps> Yay. Oh. One for one and one. Okay. I love them both. Yeah. Favorite snacks, potato chips or Doritos? Potato chips. Oh. I told you. I told you. Okay. Your wine, white or red? Red, baby, all the way. <laughs> woo -hoo, woo -hoo. Okay, furry all friends. Right. This is going to be a hard one. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> furry friends. Meerkats or mongooses? Oh, man. <laughs> I only know what the mongoose looks like. I can't picture the meerkat. Uh, okay, I'm going to so, say meerkat because it has the word cat in it. And I had a cat for 22 years. So in honor of the kitties, I'll go with the cat. Thank well you, Miss Cindy. Well, well played. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, comedians, Carol Burnett or Betty White? Oh, man. Oh, that's a Sophie's Choice right there. Oh, Carol. I got to go, Carol. Yeah, oh, I love, they're so awesome. I know, right? Both of them. Yeah. But yeah, that's Carol a tough has one. the singing thing. She sang. Well, I mean, danced a bit. Saturday nights with my family yep. watching the Carol Burnett show and watching them crack each other up yep. just on the floor laughing during the skits. I mean, that that's the only thing that edged out Betty White. But I'm watching reruns of Boston Legal and Betty White was hysterical on Boston Legal. <laughs> that show holds up. That's a that's a good one. I'm watching old Mary Tyler Morris right now with her. Oh, in it. Are, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Betty just ruled on that one. Oh, she was so mean, though. There's oh, a great yeah. documentary on her if you haven't seen it. It's Ooh, fabulous on to. Betty White. It's fabulous. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. We almost named Lucy Betty White. <laughs> okay. <laughs> M&M's, peanut or plain? Plain. <sighs> uh, dancing, tango or cha-cha? Tango. Yay. What? I knew That's it. Tango. I knew it. You're a, you're, you're a saucy kind of Oh, lady. yeah. Babe. You got it. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> I, I should have said Pasa Doble or something sexier than Cha-Cha. That it would have made it. Right? <laughs> um, mornings, coffee or tea? Coffee. It's all about the creamer, man. Starbucks. Yeah. Right. Now sells white chocolate mocha and the, the caramel macchiato at the store. So creamer? I'm living the dream. Like the coffee or just the creamer that you can put? The in? creamer. The creamer. Really? Oh, it is something special. Now I'm craving coffee. Yeah. Noted. Well. Exactly. Noted. Thank you. Noted. Go find it. Go find the it now. Afternoon coffee. That Starbucks. I must say I miss the Starbucks. We don't go as often, you know? I know. I. It's awful. I miss the Starbucks. I wish. We're saving there. a fortune. We are. But we would rather not be saving a fortune. <laughs> I'd rather be making a fortune and spending a fortune than saving a fortune. Oh, I like your style. I, I this agree. is why we're friends. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. I like it. Okay, one more then. Uh, your men, brains or brawn? Brains. Yes, baby. Alex knew you were going to Brains, baby. You were going to say that. They got to keep up with people like me and Alex. That's right. I mean, that's you right. Can't keep up with us. What good are you? I, I'm still asking that question. I ask it every single day. I, Perhaps someday I'll have an answer. My favorite man tester, you know, I used to tease, like, you know, to date, um, a man walks in to a coffee shop and the waitress says, would you like, co would you like cream with your coffee? And he says, I think not. And poof, he vanishes. Who is the person? Who is what? Who is the person? Who is the man? Who said, I think not and vanished? I don't, I don't know. So that was, it was always a joke. It's a very tough one. Nobody ever gets it. But oh. Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am. He says, I think not. He oh. vanishes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so we're going to say goodbye to our good friend, oh. Cindy Smart. That's smart with two teams. That's right. That's right. She's doubly with smart entertainment. That's correct. And through Blood Entertainment, ask us about uh, Dancing with the Stars. Ask Ask yes. us about celebrity chefs. Yes. And uh, we will, we would love to work with you. Great programs, great entertainment, family friendly. We'll leave you smiling. Uh, what better way to celebrate the holiday? And, uh, and that's all we have to say. Cindy, any last words? I just, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for thinking of me. It is an honor 
to, to be included. And I cannot wait to get back to San Diego when things are safe. Just we're all going out. We're going to have the best time. I cannot wait to see you guys in person. Definitely. Definitely. So much. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. You stay safe and I know we'll be in touch for sure. Okay. Thank you. So I can't wait to hear from you guys again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Cindy Smart. Somebody we love to partner with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Just genuinely warm and loving and so, so talented and smart. I mean, she has the perfect name. Um, yeah, because she, she is. Really she's, does. She's, she is a smart, smart woman. She knows how I to like, get things done. Yeah. And, you know, the focus on doing it right. Mm-hmm. That to me is the most important thing, as you know, you just got, you have to do it right. If you don't do it right, then what's the sense in doing it at all, you know? And sometimes that takes the extra, most of the time it takes the extra effort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, to m- make it meaningful and to give it intention and to know that at the end of the day, you're doing something that people will smile over enjoy, enjoy you know will yeah. we'll lighten their hearts yeah that's really well really she important. works with integrity you know and that's she's trustworthy and she cares more about the end result than the bottom line which i love i love yeah you know? and the relationship mm-hmm. you know uh, and that's the way we are too we're not one road uh no. you know ponies we want to we want to take the entire ride and uh, help the client in all kinds of situations if they let us, because, uh, you know, then you get to know the demographic and the culture and you become better at providing engagement when you know the audience and what they like and what they don't like and what they'll respond to. The closer you get to that, the, the more effective you are as a, as a producer. And it's funny because it's not something that even some many, many uh, meeting planners understand the necessity for the connection Mm -hmm. to know, to understand as a producer. Uh, And I think that to their, to their credit, I think that's just because it doesn't get provided all that often to them that there is somebody who uh, is more engaged in their success mm-hmm. and wants the long-term benefit for both um, them, the, the audience, and then of course the relationship benefits both parties. Um, so it's not, not everybody thinks that way. Right. Well, you know, we, and, we constantly hear this. Um, it's nothing personal, it's business but the business should be personal mm-hmm. and that's should, yeah. you know that's when it becomes special when you make it personal yeah you can't deny that there's a personal piece you know especially if you are managing a lot of people mm-hmm. you can't let go of that idea that uh, you know you you have to acknowledge that they have families especially now I, it's so important um because that's where everybody is. They're at home with their family. So it makes sense. Um, unless you're a brand, of course, that, you know, sell something that, you know, is not <laughs> quite right for the family, but, but that's all. 
And that, with that, we shall say, Vida uh, Zain, happy, happy, happy days. Uh, this is Anthony Bellata and Alex Apostoliti signing off with Bellatified. You can find us where you find your podcasts. Please remember to give us a five-star rating and please tell your friends about us. Uh, if you're in the field, if you think they love the field and want to be in it, who cares? Just share. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back here next time. Thanks for joining us. Can I do this again? Because yeah. I'm not sure what You're overthinking things. This isn't. Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> people <laughs> who great. need people just let it go you need to come off as like hey guys who cares <laughs> <laughs> really, check it out